Hi, everyone. Mitch from PickDogs.com here with Brian and Al. It is, whoa, what is, that is, I don't know what that noise is, but it is, uh, do you guys hear, hear that? It is Sunday, April 24th, 2022. Here with your live show. We're live seven days a week, 365 days a year. Of course, uh, our best bet's always over in the premium area. We got a lot of cappers. This is, I think, the most I've ever seen on any website, and I've been on other websites before, but I was looking at this this morning, and this is the most cappers I've ever seen that are plus money for for the last week. When you look at the leaderboard at, at Pick Dogs, it is, um, it is crazy. Um, well, it's not crazy. I mean, it's actually, it's really cool. And it's just one of those things that um, you don't see all that often at these websites because basically everyone has different styles and that's kind of the way it's supposed to work. But when you look at the leaderboards at, um, at the hottest cappers at Pick Dogs, it's, um, I'm going to show you guys. That's what I'm going to do. But you can see it here. Here's the last 24 hours. Here's everyone that won yesterday. And then, let's see if I can get this to move. And then, so here's everyone that won yesterday. And then you look at the last week, and look at this. Straight money. That's craziness. Um, you know, look at the last month. It has been a killer year, killer, killer, killer last month so start to baseball season start to the nba playoffs at pick dogs and sports when it comes to our premium picks i mean just absolutely off the chain but um go back to uh our guests here but brian good morning al um have you guys i mean brian you've been in the business a long time have you ever seen any a leaderboard like that where it's just i mean i would say 90 percent of our cappers are up this week yeah, and I think James Clark is probably where you want to be at the NBA. He had another two-in-one NBA playoff day. So, you know, if you're looking for a playoff handicapper, I think James Clark might be the way to go. He's been crazy hot. I, if I memory serves me correct, I think he's 17-4 and four last 21 in the NBA. I'd have to go back and actually double-check that. But I, he's been pretty red hot for Nin- sure. 19-6 and six overall over the past week for James Clark, up 1,240 units. Yep. In in a week, that's better. That's, that's better than a unit a day. Uh, Big Al up almost a th- up up over nine hundred units, up hitting sixty eight percent winners this week. Nineteen and nine, um, Razor Ray at seventy percent, and then Al Ninos at almost sixty percent, up over uh, five and a half units for the week. So you know, and the list goes on and on and on. I know it hurt me this week. It was Friday. The 0 and 4. Yeah, I heard yeah. that audio thing too. It was like it sounded like a um, like a wind up, like a wind up toy, like unwinding or something. Right? I don't know what that was, but um, I couldn't, I couldn't hear it. Yeah. Could be Al Ninos and his um, wind up toy collection over there. I have one <laughs> so wind up toy from when I was a kid, and um, I don't even have it on my set. It's Mickey. You mean they the, had wind-up coins, toys when you were a kid. I thought you played with rocks. Well, we we did that too. Um, okay. I don't, you know, the neighborhood that I come from. That's what we could afford were rocks. We would draw on them, and uh, like this would be our secret club membership. Would be the rock, and it had like a symbol. On it. That was seriously dead serious. <laughs> I mean, that's that's a, that was about you know the type of neighborhood that we came from, 
and uh, you know, but that's how it works. But um, anyways, we've got a full card of games today. Um, you know, we've had we had some good games in the NBA. We had uh, we had. I think the most surprising thing was that Nets um, Celtics. See, there's that noise. So the surprising thing was the Nets Celtics game, and um, yeah, there it is again. So whatever that was, when you guys did that, that's where the noise is coming from. But the what, what sound you say is making? It sounds like a wind-up toy. Like zzz, there it is, right there. Well, I was muted, so it wasn't me. Oh, it's Al. It's got something clicking. It sounds like something clicking. I don't know what it is. But um, anyways, we'll go over all of today's card. I think because I, you know, normally a bunch of cappers show up for this show, and uh, it looks like some of the guys are running late. Jovan is here now as well. We're going to add him in. There we go. And, uh, yeah, I was going to start with baseball, but maybe now that Jovan's here, we could start with NBA like we normally do and just get right into it. We got four NBA games. I like these four-game playoff cards. I know that, you know, we're at the time of the NBA season. So, you know, confession here. I thought I was done doing NBA parlays on our regular videos because the regular season ended and I just didn't have a lot of uh, material to work with. And then I figured, well, there's three games. I'll, you know, I'll squeeze out some kind of parlay. And, like, I could do a player prop. I could do, um, you know, I could do first half, first quarter, because we have the betting tools, right, so have all this information. So I've been kind of, you know, these aren't, like, you know, <laughs> typical bets that I've been putting out on these uh, NBA parlays. But I just want to put something out there. I just like doing them. So... It's really what it is. I got Ron's rundown now. I got competition. You know, the kid's, he is a superstar. The kid is a star. Set the, the set of stones on that kid. Anyways, go to the NBA and uh, Jovan. They got to be just delirious in Boston after that game yesterday. I mean, that was domination from start to finish. And I thought, you know, while you know this. The Celtic, the, the Nets simply could not stop the Celtics from scoring late in that game. Um, it was the defense, you know, that just absolutely flustered the Nets. I mean, 20 plus turnovers in that game in a must win game. And they're just turning the ball over, turning the ball over. Kevin Durant, I think he had less than 20 points, right? I mean, we talked about that prop yesterday, how he was under 29 and a half, 70% of the time. And uh, he was paying even money. The player prop tools, man, just nailed it yesterday. The one, the example I gave out in the newsletter, the James Harden under six and a half assists played paid plus one ten, and uh, it hit seventy percent of the time, and it pays paid plus one ten. It was like they were giving away money at five rebounds, five rebounds. It, the total was six and a half. It was like pay, played paid plus one ten, and the betting tool shows it comes in seventy percent of the time. It's like. That's how you find the value. I need to do more betting tool shows where I just show everybody this is how you how these work. It's this easy. Anyways, Bucks and the Bulls. We had to. Oh, I didn't let Jovan talk. I just talked right over. Him. I I talked for him. <laughs> yeah, so. My thoughts on Jovan's thoughts. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, you know, as far as that game, you know, basically the Nets can't play defense and they don't play team ball you know two cornerstones of you know playing basketball winning basketball at least winning playoff basketball 
And you know the Celtics. That's what they. That's that's what they've done since January first. You know they played winning basketball based on first their defense and second trusting each other on the court. You know, and and it shows it show it has shown in the series time and time again. You know, so is getting those steals or no accident. You know, trusting in your in in your in your fellow players is no accident. And you know you can't play ISO ball and win in the NBA. Not at a high level, so for the most part. Well, I mean, I called the Celtics soft, and uh, you know, some people saying they're far from soft here, but um, I, well, I think we're going to see how soft and how tough they are um, when they play some of these other teams. You know, I think the Nets just look disjointed. You know, I think this is part of the problem with with teams where the players don't really play together all season long, and then they try and throw it together at the end, like the Lakers have tried to do the last two seasons. It, it doesn't work because it is a team sport. I understand there's only one ball. And, you know, football is the only true team sport where everybody has to be doing the same, you know, the move at the same time for it all to work. But in the NBA, um, especially on the defensive side, everyone really does have to be working there. And even though there is one ball, there is that team chemistry. In, in basketball, it's the passing and that kind of that, being in sync and everything that makes the difference. Well, in football, it's like, you know, one tackle's blocking this way, the guard's blocking this way, the wide receiver's blocking this way, this guy's blocking this, this, this. The handoff has to be executed to the running back. All 11 guys have to, you know, have a role on every single play in the NBA. A little less, but still, man, um, got to give hats off. I, I, we, don't, we don't crown champions in April, that's for sure. Um, you see Celtics future champs in here. I think they certainly have a possibility because they're going to advance, but uh, you tell that to the Heat and the Bucks <laughs> that, you know, I think they equally have as much claim to say the same thing here. Uh, yeah, the Nets are done. We already know that. Um, I don't think anyone disputes that. Just like, you know, I would say, you know, the, the, uh, the Nuggets are done. Win or lose today, they're done, right? I mean, they're down three nothing. They're done. Um, you know, there's if you go down three nothing in an NBA series, you are done. You know, there's no. You might win one here. You might salve. You might you know hold off the sweep or something like that. But you lose, um, you're done. It's really not. Um, it's really not done that way. Um, but, anyways. Let's uh, let's go to this one. We go to the United Center where they know a thing or two about winning championships. Chicago Bulls taking on the Milwaukee Bucks. The Bulls were absolutely blitzed in Game Three. We saw in the YouTube comments, you know, the typical YouTube comment of our commenters, which they think that like our betting tools don't cover injuries or something, or like odds makers don't know that that guys are injured. Like if Chris Middleton's out, right. And it's announced like, Oh, you know, well before the game starts, they seem to think that the, that the odds makers don't know this and consider this into the lines before the game starts. I mean, I, I never understood these type of comments, um, but so be it. You know, who taught me about that at the very beginning, Brian, you know, who's the one that really explained this all out to me like a long, <laughs> long, long time ago, Rob Vincelletti. Oh, okay. You know, Rob, a yep. long time ago. I mean, I'm talking about 2006. I talked to him, and he's like, "I'm like, yeah, but this guy's injured," and I'm like, "It affects the matchups and whatever." And he goes, "He goes, you think the guys making the lines don't know that?" <laughs> he's like, "He's, you know, he's like, 
these guys know before you do long before. And I was just like, you know, and I'd known this, you know, and he's just like, I don't know, for some reason that time it really sunk in for me. And ever since then I've been good with it. But um, in this one, the Chicago Bulls getting four and a half points here at home, the line moving up from four to four and a half. But the Bulls looked really good in the first two games. You know, maybe maybe the Bucks match up better without Middleton. I'm not really sure. Jovan, what do you think of this one? The house that Jordan built. Yeah, I just think game three was just one of those games where, you know, when you lose a player right after, like, the game after or maybe in-game, you get a boost, you know. So I think that's what it was. They, they, they played tough on the defensive end. And I think with this with this particular spread, I don't know. I, uh, I'm I'm looking for a one possession game in this in this one. You know, Chicago has the talent. As far as like in in the paint, you know, they it's a little bit left to be desired. You know, but I think um, I think we get a better shooting performance out of out of um, DeRozan. You know, out of Zach Levine. Um, and I think it's a one possession game with that, you know, with a minute left. After that, you know, it's anyone's call. But I'm, I would lean towards the Bulls in this one just to have some fight, you know, at the at the lane. Basically, not I'm not going to say lay down, but, you know, they got they got boat race. So I, I think in game four, you know, they come they come back and at least at least don't cover the spread. How about you, Al? Yeah, it's funny that you mentioned that um, the injury and the lines and all that stuff again. Yeah, they of course they know, but there's only so much I think they can adjust the lines once the player is out, and then you have to weigh in whether they've adjusted enough, depending on who it is and what the game is and all that, and the line obviously, especially to me, if it goes through certain numbers, it's it's more valuable than others. So I think so. There's all that to consider when you're making your bet. But um, how about the end game one, yesterday when Noah Syndergaard got knocked out? What do you think of that one? Always good. Yeah, that's, <laughs> I mean, when, if you're betting, that's that's a, the type of thing you're looking for. If you're betting, obviously it's either a huge run or a sub or uh, or an injury. That that's always gives you a great opportunity to bet uh, bet live, obviously. But in this one here today, pregame. I like the the Bucks minus two with the injury, but at four and a half on the road, it, it's it's getting a bit trickier, and I think I have to agree and uh, and maybe take the points in this one. Brian, I'm gonna agree with both Al and Jovan here. I just think uh, the Bulls got smacked in the punched in the mouth, lost by 30 points on their home floor. I think their manhood's on the line tonight. You're getting four and a half. I'm going to sprinkle a little bit in the Chicago Bulls money line because if they can pull this one out to even up the series and, you know, at four and a half, I think it's good value here. I wish I would have put it in as a premium. I like Chicago Bulls plus points. I'm looking at this one, and I know the last time we all agreed on a pick was the Pittsburgh Pirates yesterday. So I'm definitely treading lightly. Um, I'm definitely treading lightly here, but uh, – and I even said it when we all agreed on the Pirates. I was like, I, we might be in trouble here. Um, I couldn't believe they uh, they scored the garbage touchdown on them there at the end, too. It's like <laughs> they rubbed it in their face in it. So, yeah, 14 nothing. That's yeah, It's like, man, he, he, even Parcells would have taken a knee there. Anyways. Uh, Looked like the Chicago Bears out there, 85. They were, it was ridiculous. Um, but, you know, it's, it counts the same. If you bet money line, it counts the same as one nothing. you know. So it really doesn't matter. And, uh, you know, it's just one game. 
But anyways, back to this one. I think if you're going to take the Bulls on the money line, I think that you got to figure that they're going to win by at least one or two points. So I would I would go even for more value there. I this is where you can really find the value is on is on bets like this because instead of getting, you know, just plus 165, you start to look at some of these reverse lines, right? And this is where the books start to give it away as to where they feel they're vulnerable. So if you go to the Bulls minus one and a half, you know how much money you're getting in addition to the money line by laying an additional one and a half points there? Eight bucks. It goes only to plus 173. So the books, they feel super vulnerable here on the Bulls bouncing back. Because they don't, they're not even trying to get you to bet that. It's like they're good on the money line. You know, it's like they do not want action there. But then when you go to, to two and a half, now you're getting into two to one on your money. You go to three, and that's the most they'll let you lay. And it's plus 223. So it's not like gigantic odds there. And three is not a good number, right? Three is a horrible number because now you're on an even number. And only Al Nino slicks that sort of stuff. But... You get, um, you know, two and a half, you know, at plus 201. There's not even a ton of value there. The money, the only, the value bet is the money line. 35 bucks, like if you're buying points, right? The way you have to look at it is kind of the reverse of buying points. And I know I get, I get, a, I, I have like a weird logic. I, I get it. Not everyone agrees with me on these things and not everybody understands the way that I look at it. But it, you almost have to think of it as buying points and what would it cost you to get there to buy points? And when the books are giving are not willing to give you the payouts there on selling them points, well, you know, they don't want you selling them points, you know? So it's like the value there to only get, to have to lay an additional three um, and only get plus 223 versus 165, you're not even getting a full unit. By laying three points on top of you know a mo- an outright money line win, and the line's only four and a half. Uh, the the play is the money line. The Bulls, at least for me, if it you know, and we all agree. So, basically, it means take the Cubs. Anyways, we've got the Nuggets against the Warriors. This one, another interesting one here. Um, I would say the Nuggets are done this series. And I would say that this is the one that just goes to show you that unless you're Moses Malone, a one-man team cannot beat a team of, of, of guys that have the ability to carry the team on their back. The Warriors have more than one player that have the ability to carry this team on their back, while the Nuggets only have one. And they have... So you always need to have... Um, you always need to have more than one superstar before it was two and then and now it's three ever since the miami heat did the Dwayne wade bosch lebron thing it's been three but before that it was always two but the nuggets only have one and that's why they're in, they're in problems here the other guys that they kind of thought were going to be those guys murray and porter well they're, they're nowhere to be seen so that's the issue here this one is a sweep on my end i like the warriors here i think they sweep them right out the door and um, by nothing, take nothing away from the Joker. If I'm him, I demand a trade from this thing. Get the hell out of there because you're not yeah, going. They'll get those. They'll get those two guys back, Michael Porter and uh, uh, Murray. Well, here's the Murray problem: finished. Porter might not really be any good anyway, and Murray, um, he was good during that playoff run, but even before he got injured, he was not playing that well. 
So, you know, you have to figure out what you have there in the meantime. But the Nuggets need another guy. They need, they need another player. You know, it's what they need. And if they don't, then they should get rid of the Joker and, re, and start over again. It's like you got to go one way or the other because this guy can't do it by himself. And now you're a playoff team because he can do it against the bad teams by himself. The only guy who could do it by himself is Moses Malone. He's the only guy I've ever seen do it by himself. He's the only guy. I've never seen anybody else just say, that's it. I'm going to carry the entire team on my back. Even more so than Michael Jordan ever could or any of those guys. Moses was ridiculous. He did it twice. He got the Rockets to the NBA Finals by himself. You couldn't name one other guy on that team. And then the Sixers, he got to the title. And then, like, he got the MVP in that one, right, Brian? I believe so, but he was playing Dr. J. Yeah, but Dr. J was at the end of his career. Yeah. And at yeah. the end of the series, they kind of fed Dr. J a, 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 he had a breakaway. They, they threw it out to him for the dunk to end the series. But it was... Um, and Maurice Cheeks, a point guard, he wasn't too bad. Moses Malone, I think, was the MVP of the league that year. Moses got the Houston Rockets, like a bad Rockets team, to the finals. Like, I mean, he was... Moses Malone, I think, is probably one of the most underrated guys at this point. Like, during his day, he wasn't underrated. But now, he's not a guy that's discussed in that Magic Johnson, Larry Bird, Michael Jordan discussion. But he belongs there. Yep. Anyways, Brian, speaking of Moses Malone, Nuggets, no, Nuggets see, Warriors. <laughs> guys might call me crazy here. I think the Warriors win this game, but I think the Nuggets cover. I think we see a similar game to the Toronto Raptors Sixers yesterday, only uh, I don't think uh, Nuggets are going to win this game. I think it's a one-possession game. Denver's never an easy place to play. Just uh, you know, too much love here for Golden State. I think the, if you can wait till tip and get the four and a half, uh, that's where I would take it at. Al Ninos, what do you think? Over. I think uh, the Warriors have been shooting the ball extremely well, and uh, well, that's I think all three games this series have gone over, correct? Yep. So I like that trend to keep up. Jovan? Yeah, and that's, that, and that's the reason why I'm um, taking under in this one. All three games have gone over, but you know, We've just seen lights out shooting, and that can't last forever. I think that um, the rock, not the Rockets, sorry, the Nuggets find a, you know, find a little bit more juice on the defensive end, even though they're not a good, good defensive team. And I think the referees might have something to do with that. They might call the game a certain way, let it be more physical. You know, haven't really seen that in this series like that, so. I think there's a little shift in, in, in that regard. So I'm going to take the under. It's 224 and a half right now. You know, last game went to 231. I think a couple, three, four possessions, you know, could go the other way to make this an under game. Slightly, you know, just slightly below the total. So. Got a few comments here in, about um, Allen Iverson t- um, taking his team on his back. LeBron, the first time he got there with Cleveland, I would agree with that. But Dirk, Dirk did it with Dallas all the way. But um, but Moses did it twice. I don't know. Wasn't Moses the first guy to go right from high school to the NBA? I think it was. He was the first guy. 
He's he was one of them. Um, Nate Nate Thurgood. What what was his name? Nate. Um, Nate Thurman. Forget his name. Thurman. No, no. Uh, forget his name. They built him as a as a as the one that um went straight from, I think high school to the pros. I'm not sure. It might have been Moses. I think it was whoever it was. It might have been 1976. Moses Malone. He went to the ABA. So. It would have. So. So yours, I think, is the. So the NBA. The the first guy was Daryl Dawkins. Chocolate Thunder. And Bill Willoughby. Then after that, there was a 20-year break where you couldn't do it. And that's when Kevin Garnett. And then Kobe. Then Jermaine, the floodgates opened up. Yeah, Kobe, Jermaine O'Neal, Tracy McGrady, Al Harrington, Corleone Young. Remember him? I remember him. He was supposed to be like the greatest, you know, whatever. I'll take Kobe you know, over those guys and Garnett. Daryl Dawkins, though, is pretty pretty damn good. I like the Warriors in this one. I just, like I said, I don't see it. And, you know, in the comments, someone said Jamal Murray is a superstar. No, he isn't. He had one good, he had one good postseason. That's really it for his career. That's all he had was that postseason in the bubble. Kwame Brown. Oof. Yep. Yeah, there's been some bad ones. I think that was Michael Jordan's pick, Kwame Brown, if I remember correctly. Yep. Was he the GM or something? I used to know, like, the old GM from the Nets. And back in the day, he would, he would like, be like, yeah, my people came to me. They're like, you got to have two superstars on this team. He's like... And then they're telling, and he's like, "Tell me, we only got one." And I'm like, "Who? I don't, I don't even know who our one is." You know, Derek Coleman was was their one. He was like, Derek Coleman had it like built in, wanted it built into his contract that he didn't have to go to practice. It's like ridiculous, man. Murray is a superstar. I don't even think he's a star. He had one good series, man. He had one good, one good, he had a good month. That's all he's really had. I think at Kentucky he was good, but I don't think he's a star. I don't know. It's kind of like saying Bryce Harper is good, you know? It's like his team got rid of him and won the World Series. I don't know. You tell me. It's like, we got rid of you. We won the World Series. Well, he is good. He's won two MVPs. And Jamal Murray actually He's won the uh, he's he's won the participation trophy. He's won the most popular. That's what he's won. He he has not been the most valuable player. Because his team got rid of him and won the World Series. Because of the payroll, because they're gonna have to pay him too much. No, they got rid of him because he was not good. He was a liability, and they won the World Series. There's, I mean, there's no doubting, right? That's exactly what happened. They were better without him. It was addition by subtraction. 
Strasburg was also off the chain that World Series too that postseason. Anyways, Atlanta Hawks taking on the Miami Heat. Trey Young taking matters into his own hands in Game Three. The Hawks look dead to rights. The Heat probably um, shaking their heads, saying we really let the fish off the hook in that game. They generally don't uh, let that happen twice. They have one of the best coaches in the NBA. So generally you don't let that happen twice in a row. But Lowry um, now is is injury issue for the Heat. Al Ninos, what do you think here? Yeah, uh, looking at this matchup, I think all three games stayed under. Uh I think I'm going to have to go. Um, you seem like we hit you out of left field that this game was coming or something. Yeah, yeah no, I know. I've been thinking about it. I know. Uh, no, uh, I, I, I'll lean to the over. All right. Well, we also have we also have the Suns and the, and the Pelicans today also. So, so you give you a little time to think about that. <laughs> Anyways, Joe Bowen, <laughs> the Heat are playing the Hawks today. Um, Capella listed as questionable here now for this one. Oh, yeah. Well, either way, I'm going to keep on riding this under to the wheels fall, just like I said in my video. <laughs> I like the under in this one. Cashed on in game in game three. So, you know, there's been there's been a couple of couple of these games where it just stayed under like like by a half a point or a point. So, you know, as long I this is what I'll say, as long as. You know, the winner of this game stays at, let's say, 112, 110, 111, somewhere around there. I think it's going to be a close game, you know, myself. But as long as, you no, know, it doesn't get, you know, one of these teams don't score way too out of hand, then, uh, you know, the under should be in play. And I think as a, as this series goes along, the more physical it's going to get. So if the referees swallow the whistle, then... No, I'm just going to keep on being in play for me in this series. Compared to Joe Morgan's MVP, Harper has been a big disappointment. Joe Morgan's got World Series, has World Series rings. Bryce Harper's got nothing. I mean, he, he does not make his team better. And that's, I mean, that's just the proven fact. We saw it in Washington. We see it here in Philadelphia. He's not a player that makes everybody around him better. And that's what makes a guy an MVP. Do you think that... Um, do you think that these guys? Do you think like you know these these Tampa Bay Bucks wide receivers? And I, they're my, I'll use the same example I use all the time. Do you think Gronk is a Hall of Famer if Tom Brady's not his quarterback? I doubt it. And he's he's a good player, you know. But Tom Brady made him a better player. He makes everybody on his team a better player. He makes guys accountable. You know, he makes guys accountable. Bryce Harper. Is, is is a clown, man. He is a clown. He is like, you know, just this joke, man. It's like he never plays on a winning team. It's like, it's ridiculous. Why would you want this guy who doesn't make everybody else around him better? He makes everybody worse. It's terrible. It's like, why do you want this guy? Kind of like, you know, there's, there's in the NBA, there are guys that are like that too, that put up big points and, 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 and all that stuff, but they don't make their teams better, you know? There's, the, there's a lot of guys, you know, that don't make their teams better. I don't know. 
Bryce Harper, I think, is, is is the prime example, you know, of a guy that you look, and it's not just on one team. He went from Washington, who was won the World Series the next year. It didn't even take him long, you know. It wasn't like, oh, a couple of years later, so maybe what didn't really factor. It was the very next year they won the World Series. He was the anchor weighing them down. All right. We'll continue to bash Harper no. all the way to his third MVP trophy. For me in this NBA basketball game, I'm going to make it three for three. I'm also going to take the under here. Uh, the Hawks 13 and three last 16 games as uh, uh, to the under when posted as the dog. I just think this game's going to be very physical. Uh, I think it gets more physical as the series progresses here. I think it goes under the 221 or yeah, 221. Lowry also listed as questionable for this one. I'm going to have to go with the uh, Karate Kid quote here. Leave no doubt. I think the Heat leave no doubt this time. I think they left the door open last time. I think they really, really regret it. They had a chance to put the Hawks away in that game. Were unable to do it. They were up big the whole game. They were up double digits most of the way. And I think this time they don't let them back in. I think this time they just finish them off. Because there's one thing about that Jimmy Butler. He doesn't like to lose. And he knows that he doesn't get any respect either. He's the anti-Bryce Harper, right? He's the guy that actually does win. He's the guy that actually does make everybody else better, right? He's the guy that kind of does all those things. But when you talk about, like, who the best players are, he's rarely in that discussion. He's in the discussion of the good players. I mean, we get more comments here trying to defend Jamal Murray as a superstar than, you know, putting Jimmy Butler as one of the top five players in this league who took this Heat team on his back. Two years ago, all the way to the finals. Lost to the Lakers as the number four seed. This guy can flat out play. He's got a lousy attitude. And that's why, you know, because he doesn't like to talk to the reporters. He doesn't like, the, you know, all this other stuff. So he's not good. That's the way he's painted. You know, that he doesn't belong in that same discussion as these guys that, you know, get along with, with the reporters and stuff. Bryce, you know, the, the baseball MVP isn't voted on by anybody that has anything to do with baseball. It's basically like us, guys like us. Really, there's no difference. We watch more games than those guys do. Bryce Harper. <sighs> Can't stand him. Well, Cole's going today, so you could have those two guys on the same team. It'd be freaking awesome. Oh, we know there won't be any White Sox MVPs, but it's okay. Yeah, except for maybe, last maybe year. Except for last year, right? <laughs> when Abreu won the MVP, right? So, wow. yeah, except for last season. <laughs> okay, they also won their division. They also were were a postseason team. Well, maybe they'll win a game again. Maybe I, I like them today. I think they break out of that six game funk. Well, they seven. They get some help today. I'm losing count. They get some there. help today. Lucas Giolito comes back today. So instead of having Jimmy Lambert and uh, you know, Vince Velasquez, Vince Velasquez and whatever, now you have our, the number one of the ace of the staff. When you're when you're missing your number one pitcher, we'll get to baseball in just a second. But I will <laughs> I will go through this for the eight thousandth time. When you're missing your number one pitcher in the rotation, your number two becomes your number one, your number three becomes your number two, your number four becomes your number three, and you have a mismatch across the board against every other pitcher on the other team. You're way better off as taking the guy out of the minor leagues, putting him as the number one, taking a shot, you know, against their eight, you know, against Kershaw or whoever the, the hell he's going to have to face. 
you're way better off taking a shot with that than throwing everybody in the rotation off. But no other no manager can figure it out. They should Mitch at PickDogs.com. You guys need any help right here. Right here. I completely agree. You know, it's just, it, it is. It moves everybody up a slot. And unless you have that 1A, Max Scherzer, Jacob deGrom, right? Unless you have Kershaw with Granky, right? Unless you have those things. It's like Verlander with Cole, right? Unless you have that, then it doesn't work. It doesn't work. Anyways, speaking of working, we got the Pelicans against the Suns. This is a way better series than anyone could have thought. Um, at the beginning, the, the the Pelicans 39 of 48 on the season. It's 2-1 Suns, but the Pelicans giving them everything they can handle. And then some, I love, I love the way the Pelicans, the direction of this team. I like the way that they've just said, Zion Williamson isn't even really on this team. We're going to act as if he doesn't play. If he ever comes back, great. If he doesn't, well, we got another plan. Jovan, what do you think here? Big easy? Well, I'm looking towards... Looking towards the under in this one. Um, so if you look at the the total last game, it was two sixteen. They went over by by um, nine points, but the the total hasn't really um you know crept up or you know it has it wasn't set you know higher, which is what you see when you know you get an over game. Um, so it's it's actually went down like a, a point point and a half. So I think I'm gonna ride the under in this one. Al Ninos. Yeah, um, I think uh, the Pelicans might steal uh, another one here. I'll take um, take a shot on the money line of the Pelicans. No, uh, no Devin Booker. I know the the line. Know the the people know that. But again, this number comes down a little bit, but. I still think you got some value on the on the Pelicans at home here, so little little dog. I said before last week, you know, I wasn't the the biggest Suns fan even with Booker on the court, so I think uh, things might be getting a lot tougher. Well, the- they still might be the the better team in this matchup, but um, but I'll take a shot with the Pelicans here. They need to win this game, otherwise, so I think uh, I think the Suns might take take care of business back at home. Well, the, the the prop bet um, on like guys like Chris Paul and stuff. So I didn't realize these guys never hit, never hit threes. You know, I didn't. I didn't. You know, you would think that Chris Paul over one and a half, um, over one and a half on uh, YouTube. I mean, over on YouTube. Oh, over over one and a half. I'm looking obviously. It's, Something else. The over one and a half on threes is like, that's his number. One and a half on the props. That may be one of my biggest problems I have with him. He's not the sharpest shooter. I mean, not from deep. From mid-range, he's great. But he's not, it's not the, he doesn't have the best three-point shot in the game. And at his size and the way he plays, I think, that's one part of his game that, that really needs to step up if he uh, wants to take anyone anywhere. Brian? 
Yeah, I'm going to go back to the well and take the Pelicans in the first quarter at plus a half a point or on the money line. Uh, they hit for me in game three. I think they come out strong in this one. You're going to have to come out strong and punch Phoenix in the mouth in the first quarter. So I'll take the Pelicans first quarter. I like the, I like the Pelicans uh, as well here. I just think uh, I think this series is just going to be a lot tougher than people expected, including me. And I think that we're seeing, you know, we're seeing a bunch of guys in this playoffs become, you know, take their game to the next level. And kind of like Jamal Murray did, you know, a couple of years ago in the bubble, I think we're seeing guys like Ingram, you know, say, I, I could play here too, you know, and I could take over a game. And I mean, what was he, the second player taken in the NBA draft? So this should not be a surprise to anybody, you know, that this guy can flat out play. And, you know, he was taken in this, or what was he, second or third overall in that draft? He was up there, right? He was way up there, you know? So it's like it shouldn't be any surprise at all that this guy can flat out play and 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 be the same position that Tatum was taken, you know, in the draft, same same spot. So, or in that same neighborhood, right? So there should be no reason why you wouldn't think that he would could do it. But uh, all we ever heard about the Pelicans, you know, before this was Zion, Zion, Zion. But I love that McCollum trade, man. That really is uh, one of the best things that ever happened to this organization way yeah, better change the season change the season change the team you have a guy that you can throw the ball to and he's gonna hit the shot you know he's gonna make it i like him brian what are you selling today well got back on track yesterday with a winning day it wasn't easy but we got it across the finish line i got my no limit three pack it includes two nba winners my Sunday night pound zone and my Sunday night money shot and my best bet, Major League Baseball. Three best bets for $50 at PickDogs.com Premium Picks. How about you, Javon? Yeah, I got two, three packs, one on the NBA side, one on the Major League Baseball side. My Shut em Down Sunday NBA Playoff three-pack and my show me the money Sunday MLB three pack, both thirty nine ninety nine. How about you, Al Ninos? Just a pretty quiet day for me. Just a three pack of my best bet in each sport, and then an extra play in the, the NBA for everyone on the long term passes. I just have an MLB three pack out there right now. I'll probably shift this um, throughout the day. Good. I'll probably shift it throughout the day and, um, you know, change it around. I have some NBA picks and I have some some other MLB picks as well. But to start it off, I have, you know, three MLB picks in the MLB three-pack. And uh, yesterday I had plus money day. I went three and three on the day, but you guys know I love the dogs. You guys criticize like crazy on YouTube for picking all the dogs all the time. But um, you go three and three, you end up plus money. You know, and that's really what it's all about. It's, uh, it's not about the record. It's about the units. At least for me, it's not. You know, I know some other people, if you're on Twitter or something, or if you're Dodger back or something, then you care about the record. But I think records are for fans. And, uh, units are for betters. We should, that should be our saying, right? So kind of like other sites have their sayings like, yeah, it's still, I still hear that noise. But anyways, it's... Um, that was me. Yep. 
I was unmuting there, so I didn't think you'd hear that one, but that's good to know. Sorry about that. Yeah. It's like, okay. I wonder what it is. There it is. I hear it now. See? Now I don't. Well, I I didn't click anything that time. That's weird. Anyways, we go to Major League Baseball, and uh, the Tigers up against the Rockies. Miggy getting that 3,000th hit right out of the gate. He's already at 3,002. We talked about a lot of major leaguers in this 3,000 hit range yesterday. And Miggy has a chance to pass a lot of them this season. I mean, because he just got the 3,000 hit early, even if he retires at the end of this year, which there's no guarantee he's going to do that. Um, he's got a lot of guys that he can pass um, on this list. And I know last year, uh, you know, I was big on Miggy. And, um, you know, a lot of people were saying that he wasn't as good as I said he was, but only seven players in the history of the game have hit 500 home runs and have had 3,000 hits, and he's one of them. Um, talking like Hank Aaron and, you know, Willie Mays type stuff here, you know, is what we're talking. So I don't know how you could take anything away from this guy. Plus, he's been a guy that's made his, his teammates better, you know. Here's a guy that's made his teammates better, you know. Makes his team better. Not like, you know, some guy that wears a bandana and acts like he's, you know, actually won something. It's like, you know, doofus. Like when the hat comes off, when, you know, you know, when he blunders that, that. Tomorrow I'm wearing a bandana on the show. Yeah. Whenever, like, he blunders the, uh, he blunt, he makes that blunder out in the field and he's like up against the wall and his hat, like, he's flying off and he just looks like an idiot. It's like, there's your MVP. You know? Got blasted by the Brewers. Um, yeah. Tyler Alexander against Chad Cool. No one's going to confuse these guys for MVPs. Then we've got go to Tampa. What a game that was yesterday. Oh, my God, man. This was the one, like, for people like me who love defense, it was a great game. People love offense. It was a horrible game to watch. And then they got to extra innings, and it was, like, more action in – Two, fr- you know, in in one extra inning, one inning of baseball than there was in the entire nine innings of the regular game. Uh, but anyway, Shane McClanahan up against Rich Hill in that one, and then we got Adon for the Nationals, who got absolutely crushed yesterday. That game was not nearly as close as the score made it look. Um, and then, and then the, um, and then we have the. Uh, Logan Webb on the mound for the Giants, but a big favorite here at minus 210. Brian, any of these three? Uh, yesterday, I took the Giants minus two and a half. I think I'm going to take him again at that number. I just think he don't, Aiden, uh, the Nationals pitcher, is going to get rocked again by the San Francisco Giants lineup. Logan Webb's solid pitcher. I think he can hold him down to one or two runs today. So I'll lay the big uh, alternate run line with the Giants. Uh, Colorado Rockies and Detroit Tigers. Uh, Cool has pitched way above his pay grade. Uh, I think I'm going to take Alexander, Detroit Tigers at home to uh, get the W there. So Tigers money line and uh, San Francisco Giants minus two and a half. Jovan? Yeah, that was a heartbreaker for the Red Sox um, yesterday. Yeah, Trevor Story could have ended it, but then and next thing you know, two-run shot, game over. Um uh, for this one, I think they lose again. Shane McClanahan, he's, you know, last two starts against the Red Sox. That you know, was last 10 innings, 
both five runs, uh, no earned runs against the Red Sox. Hasn't given up anything. I think he does it again, and the Rays win. And I um, and I'll go money line. I mean, I'm, I'll go run line with that one. Al Ninos. Um. Yeah, tough pitching matchup for the Red Sox, but I think that gives us a lot of value on them. So I don't mind taking a shot on the Red Sox tonight, actually. Or today, I should say, not tonight. Uh, Yeah, Giants is real pricey, but, I mean, if you want to play that game, I'd take them run line. And uh, maybe take a shot on the Rockies, but that's my least favorite of the three. I don't know. The Tigers seem to string wins together when they do it. The Rockies, um, three and one on the road this season. I think that's more wins than they had the entire first half of the season last year on the road. Definitely the surprise team of the West and where the money is at. My guess is if we look at the teams this season, we'll, I'll look at it. What the heck? Since I, since I, now they brought it up. And I did in today's um, newsletter, I did talk about the profitable teams. But when we look at Major League Baseball and we look at the profitable teams this season, the Colorado Rockies are the most profitable team, and it's not even close. Um, if you bet 10 bucks on every one of their games on the money line, you're up almost $60. Second place is the Cardinals. Third is the Blue Jays. Fourth is the Mets. And only 13 of the 30 teams, and this is typical, Um, You've made plus money. It's rare the Dodgers are plus money at this point, but they are. Um, Normally, in April is where we see the dip out of the Dodgers um, for that 12, that, that, um, where um, we see that dip. And once they drop below the zero, they never come back. But the Dodgers on April 10th were down about one and a half units and have bounced back from there. But when we look at the Rockies, the chart is off the charts. And even Oakland, even after these these last couple of games, still fifth best. The Giants, sixth best. The Padres, Mariners, Dodgers, Pirates, um, Orioles, Angels. This is the Brian Bittler all-star team here at 10, 11, and 12. This is basically his postseason um, predictions. Pirates, Orioles, and Angels all grouped together. They're all turning profits, which shows why Brian is on the leaderboard for baseball this season, despite couldn't help the Angels yesterday that minus two seventy five loss. So, but the way that are the way so the way on the betting tools that the um, that it works is that the betting tools look at it that you bet ten bucks on a game. So if you lose ten bucks, you just lose ten. But if you win that and you're the Angels, you only win a dollar, three dollars, or something. So that's why you know that's how. Most people bet. I I bet the other way around. Like I always bet to win a hundred. You know, I bet to win a hundred on on favorites. On favorites, I bet to win a hundred on dogs. I bet a hundred. So it's kind of like I bet a unit. You know, I don't bet a hundred, but you know, I bet a unit on dogs. And the other way, I bet whatever it takes to you know get to the hundred. Yeah. So yeah, that's the way it should be. I think. Yeah. I love the profitable teams. I sent a note to our programmers that I really want to dig more into the profitable teams and be able to sort a couple more different ways by seasons and things like that, you know, this season. 
um, is is one of those. But you know, you could kind of do it like I put last thirty days for baseball, and that way you can tell this season. You know, in, in as we go on, it'll be the last ninety days, hundred eighty days. You know, and then by the end of the season, it's the past year. But we've lost last season the integrity of it with our betting tools. But I think the guys can easily fix that. But we'll figure it out. But anyways. I don't know. I like the Giants here, but the minus 210 is just makes it unbettable for me. I don't care who you are. Logan Webb has not looked as good as he did last season. That's for sure. And the Giants generally have a guy that's like this, that has like the good numbers, who had the good season last year, and then has a bad record. Matt Cain was the king of that. Matt Cain was like the best, like, 7 and 23 pitcher you ever saw, you know. It's like he had numbers that like if he was on the right team, he was like on the he was he would be one of those guys that you have um, you know, that's like 7 and 23 with a 2.4 ERA and then you have a guy who's like, you know, on the Yankees who has like a 5.14 ERA and who's like 17 and 3. You know, it's the it's it's just you see it all the time. That's why the 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 stats as far as pitching goes in Major League Baseball, the throwout stats are starting pitcher wins and losses is the number one throwout stat in baseball. Number two, relief pitcher ERA. Those are the two stats that really don't mean anything. Relief pitcher ERA, the runs, they come in, the base is loaded, they give up a single or a base is clearing double. All of those runs get charged to the other pitcher, even though it was clearly their pitch. That, that the guy scored on. So they don't take anything on that. You know, there's nothing on that. And then, um, yeah, El Nino, so you got to knock it off, whatever it is. Anyways, um, or mute when you do it. But the, um, the other, you know, and then starting pitcher, it's like he could be the guy that, you know, they you could lose one nothing. You know, you get the loss. And you could have a you know, a a one point oh three ERA and have a losing record. It's like it it doesn't, you know, if you don't go it's weird because it's like if you're if you're not a starting pitcher and you pitch you could pitch a third of an inning and you're you're say say you're the guy that closes out the sixth inning and your team's losing uh four to three, right? You're you pitch just one batter and it's the end of the inning so they can take you out at that point. You pitch that last batter of the sixth inning. Okay, you're down 4-3. Your team gets up the plate. They score five runs. And then you win the game. He pitched a third of an inning. He can get the win. But the starting pitcher that pitched four and two-thirds can't? I don't know. <laughs> it doesn't make any sense to me. It should be the same treatment. The guy that had the lead, if you're going to give that guy for, the, for, for taking the lead while he's pitching, then a starting pitcher that leaves the game in the fourth inning should get the same um, same treatment especially if he can take the loss right because with loss it doesn't matter if you're if you're a starting pitcher you can only take a loss if you don't go five innings you can't get a win if you're a starting pitcher i don't know makes the whole stat useless as far as wins and losses Speaking of losses, Garrett Cole, the worst pitcher on the Yankees rotation in action today. He's got an ERA over six. Um, the numbers are the numbers. I'm not just saying it because I don't like the guy, and I thought he was overpaid the day they signed him and have been criticizing him ever since, like he's Bryce Harper or something. But, um, yeah, he's terrible. Last time out, right, five walks. He could not find the plate. I 
mean, he could not find the play. He got bailed by his bullpen in that game and didn't didn't take the loss. He got bailed out because he left with the bases loaded and his bullpen got him out of the jam. They didn't score any more runs. But he should have been, you know, five, six runs in that game. Savali's has not looked like the same guy that we've seen in the past for the for the, for the Guardians. You think the so the thing about the Guardians, they like to guard who who's going to start, right? <laughs> that's that's their guarded information. Now we now now it all makes sense. Got the uh, St. Louis Cardinals up against the Reds. Um, three words to, about the Cincinnati Reds: dead to me, dead to me. It's too early for a team to be dead to you. Oh no. Dead to me. Done. We're still in April. I'm so done with the Cincinnati Reds. I'm pissed off at the Reds, but I can't say that I'm done with it. Well, maybe at some point we can we can we can look at maybe getting back together again. But as for right now, I'm ending this relationship. I'm just done with them. I can't do it anymore. I've given all I can give. Need your space. Yeah, I need. I need my space. I'm gonna have to start seeing other teams. <laughs> <laughs> Got the Braves and the Marlins. That was an awesome game yesterday, man. That was. I had the Marlins yesterday, and I gotta say that was one of my favorite games I watched. And not well because I won, but it was like the way that they won. You know, they just toyed with the Braves. Just toyed with them. And then when the Braves thought, like, oh, man, we're going to come back because we've come back on them every time in this game, they just, I mean, the Braves couldn't even get a bat even to foul a ball off. It was like they just mowed them down. And then we've got the Rastros here up against the Blue Jays. And, uh, yeah, this has been all Blue Jays this series. Big surprise, I would say, going going into Houston and busting them up. It's early, you know, but. I think we saw this last year with the Astros too. Al Ninos would know this is kind of his sort of sort of stat here. When Jose Altuve doesn't play for the Astros, they don't win a lot of games. And I think you know, it just seems to be that way. And we yeah, saw it last year. We're seeing it this year. How many games does Kikuchi win? That's the other question. Well, I mean, it's really he starting pitchers only pitch four or five innings these days. It's not like they're going into the eighth. You know, they, they, they pitch less than 50% of the game, and they're only on the field, you know, 50% of the time. So there's a lot more to this than starting pitching, you know, in baseball. There's really – it's maybe if you're betting first five innings, that has something to do with, with, with something. But I, don't know. I, I like the Blue Jays against Verlander, you know, so obviously it's not all about starting pitching. I mean no, – I, 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 I had the um, – I had, I had the um, Seahawks to beat the Broncos in the Super Bowl, like – eight years ago too but it's like you know it doesn't matter you know? no what i was trying to get to is is as that i think it doesn't as i said it doesn't matter it's kikuchi or whoever i think the blue jays much better lineup here and they probably win this game anyway but it's i just find it really hard to back kikuchi that's all i don't remember the last time i bet on him all right i can remember betting against him <laughs> I don't not not betting against him today. That's for sure. If I had to pick there, it's it's Blue Jays. Yeah. Sounds personal. Maybe it is. Sounds personal. <laughs> Jovan, what do you think of these three? Going to jump on the Reds here. You think today's the day? 
absolutely not. <laughs> Nick Lodolo yeah, to the I'll, rescue. I'm going to take a shot with the Guardians. And this is just based on what happened with um with uh, last game. Well, you know, Garrett Cole, he's been giving it up. But, you know, the end of the ugliness with, um you know, the end of that game and the Guardians outfielders getting into it with the fans out in, you know, left field and right field, um I believe. Well, yeah, left field, I think, mainly. Um, you know, yeah, I think, uh, well, right field mainly. But um, anyway, yeah, I think that, um you know, the Guardians batters, I think they come come in, I don't know, with some sort of, you know, focus in, because they, they had that game, you know, to be honest. But they couldn't pull it out, and I think they, I think they do pull it out. Plus, you're getting, you know, almost two to one on your money. So, uh, I take a shot with them, and I would take a shot with the Astros. To tell you the truth, um, Louis, Louis Garcia's on the mound. You know, he's been pitching, um, I believe, relatively well. But it's not just that. Yusai Kikuchi, he doesn't pitch good against the Astros, even though the Astros are a light hand club as of right now. Um, yeah, I'll just take a shot with the with the Astros in this one. They know they know Kikuchi, they know how to hit him, and I think they'll get to him. They don't hit lefties particularly well, um, nope. but but everyone hits Kikuchi particularly well. Um, Brian, what do you think about this? I'm I'm with Jovan. I think the whole garbage throwing thing of the fans not not really good for the team on the field, and I think the Yankees know that. Yeah, I'm going to agree with uh, with Jovan here, but I'm going to wimp out. I'm going to take the plus one and a half on the Guardians. They've been a pretty good road uh, run line team. I believe they're six and two uh, this season on the run line. And then in the Cincinnati Reds Cardinals game, I'm going to give the Cardinals the kiss of death. I'm going to back them here, take that super public team. So everybody out there, fade me, take the Reds. But because uh, I have no luck when I do this, it's just how could you not take Wainwright? He's put up great numbers. Cardinals just much better team. Reds just can't seem to score runs. So. Why not take the Cardinals today? Seems like easy money. And then the one last thing, the Cleveland Guardians-Yankees game. I'm going to take a crack on the under seven. It's just, the total just looks super low for Savali, who's struggled, and Cole, who struggled both with above six ERAs. It just doesn't seem right. So I'm going to take the under here, under seven. I love the Guardians today. I'm, I'm going to do the uh, anti-Bittler, and I'm going to go with the um, reverse run line here. You're getting gigantic price here on the guardians on the reverse you're getting you're getting um you're, you're getting plus 277 laying a run and a half with the guardians i just think it's too much value to pass up i think they're going to come out early i think you take them first five innings i think you take you know yes run first inning to um i think all the way i i, I like I like the Guardians big in this one. I think they come back. I think whenever you see that trash throwing of the fans and all that other stuff, it's usually not a good sign for that team the next day. And it's you know it's it's not just um, that. It just shows you know the frustration of the fans. They know Cole's pitching today. They know they're in trouble, right? It's like I mean this guy's you know it's is he's he's crippling this organization. Terrible. He's, he's an embarrassment to the sport. Outside of that, he might have some decent stuff. Thing is, you take him, you put him on the Cardinals or something, he's probably pretty good. But here, it's like, you know, he wasn't the number one in Houston. 
He was the number one in Pittsburgh. And there he always had the blow-up inning. I mean, the Yankees have gotten a lot of good guys from Pittsburgh. Yeah, Jamison Tyone. Cortez, I thought, pitched really, really well yesterday, though. I'll give that to him. Cortez has been amazing for them. He's been really good. Um, got the White Sox and the Twins. And in this one, um, looks like Lucas Giolito is going to make, make it to the hill here up against Chris Archer as the White Sox look to end this road-losing fiasco. Two and six on the road this season. They are falling back in the standings. Got the Cubs against the Pirates. And, you know, the Pirates lost 21 nothing yesterday. But the thing is, if you bet the Pirates all three games this series, you're way up, way up, because they were big dogs in all three games. So yesterday you lost one unit. The first two games, you won probably three units combined. You're still up two units. You could bet the Pirates today. And even if they lose, you still won the series up a full unit. And I think anyone will take that. If you bet every, if you can win a unit on every baseball series all season long, I think if someone told me you could have a unit for every series that's been that play that gets played in baseball this season, I'll and you don't have to bet at all, I'll take it. And I think that's uh, that's what you have here with this one. I like the Pirates anyway with Brew Baker here against Justin Steele, who started the season strong, but we know you know the. You're going to play to the back of your card, and it's going to happen in a hurry. Uh, Brubaker has not pitched well this season, but he's pitched in the number one spot, too, um, most of the season. And then the Baltimore Orioles, I gave this one out, the YouTube premium pick for me. The last two days in a row on our YouTube premium, I gave out the Baltimore Orioles, and two days in a row, they have been cash, cash, cash. I remember you used to make fun of me for taking the Baltimore Orioles. Oh. Yeah, but they're up against your other team, the Angels, you know? It's like, you used to say, if you take the Orioles, that's it. You're done. Right. Well, let's look at this. Let's look at this. Okay, let's look at this. Dylan Bundy with the Angels. Dylan Bundy with the Twins. Look at Bundy, yes. yeah. I mean, it's the same thing, you know? It's addition by subtraction. It's like there's certain teams that just aren't good. Mike Trout getting busted up late in the game too with the runner in scoring position. I mean, just blow, you rarely do you see just them just blow a fastball right past them. You know, he's he just like two homers yesterday though. Yeah, but when they needed him most. So he had to hit three home runs. No, all he needed to do actually was make contact and all advance right. the runner to third. There was less than two outs and he had a runner on second down by one. This yeah, is, when you're the best player in the league, you got to make contact. You got to, Actually, you really need to either walk or make the hit. You know, that's what you're getting paid to do. I mean, not everybody yeah. cares about the useless stats of Chris Bryant and Bryce Harper winning MVPs because they're on very, you know, big market teams and, and put up reasonable numbers in garbage time. You know, it, going by those numbers, Jake Plummer was the NFL MVP like 10, year, 10 times he should have been. The king of garbage time. The undisputed king of garbage time. I can't tell you how many times, like, I never, I don't play fantasy football, but I can't tell you how many people I know that won fantasy football leagues with Jake Plummer as their quarterback. And this guy throws for 400 in garbage time, no problem. Down by 30, you know? It's like, here comes Jake. 
Now, my fantasy quarterback's been Lamar Jackson. He's been able to get the points running and the points thrown. He's so. been injured. Over the seasons I had, I didn't win last year, but over the years that I did win, Lamar Jackson. Was it last year he had to take a crap in the middle of the game? He had to come out of the game? I think that was the year before. That was. But. I love Lamar. I think he's totally underrated. I thought when they yep. drafted him that that was like one of the great picks, and people were, he kind of got blown second, over. Second round pick, yep. It was like, I, who else was in that draft? Like Carson Wentz, right? That was the Trubisky Wentz. It was like, what are you guys doing? It's like, what are you even thinking? It's like, he doesn't have the arm that Vic has, you know, and that's why. He had the same wheels, you know, where he could run like that, but, like, didn't have the arm strength. And it's so, so, so what? I don't get it. All right, don't get off track here. We're on baseball. Now the Ravens get their running back <laughs> back this year. The guy that was um, from Ohio State, that running back. What's his name again? The guy Dobbins. The, yeah, Dobbins. They're going to be better. The Ravens will be a lot better this year with him. The Ravens. Are, the Ravens will be one of the more improved teams. Of course, Eagles going to go into battle with Jalen Hurts. Anyways. Where are we at? Who likes what? Brian? We're at the we're we're at the baseball segment. Did you give uh, your picks here? Not not yet, but I can. I'm going to fade the best team in Chicago. Uh, unfortunately, I'm going to have to take the Pittsburgh Pirates again today. Uh, JT Brubaker, I think he's due for a good start. Justin Steele, like Mitch said, it should revert to the back of his baseball card. I, I don't know how you cannot like the Pirates today. See, even if you bet them, you're still up on the series. I'm going to take the Chicago White Sox with Giolito on the mound. I think they have to win this game today. The price is decent. Uh, Chris Archer's had a good start to the season. I just think the White Sox take this one by a run. And if Baltimore Orioles is in this uh, time section we're talking about, I'll take the Orioles today plus the run and a half. Uh, I think they can win the game outright, but you know, you know me. I like to play it safe here. I think the Orioles keep it within a run. Jovan? Yeah, so I like the over in the Pittsburgh Pirates well, Cubs game. Um, I mean, it's high, but I just think with Donald JT, Brubaker, and Justin Steele on the mound, I think it's a combination to get a lot of runs on, 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 you know, across the plate. Some way, somehow. And um, I'll take a shot with the White Sox and this one with Giolito coming back. You know, Chris Archer, yeah, he's been pitching well, but I, I'm you no, know, I'm not, I'm not sold that this is you no know, going to be some long-term success with him. So, and you know, their bullpen could get, can give it up. So, I'll run with them. Al Ninos. Oh uh, yeah, <clears throat> White Sox probably my favorite one on on that list. Uh, they got to turn this around no matter how bad they've been on the road. As you said, Giolito coming back, I think, is a good spot for them to turn things around. That's it. As for the other two, I might take a shot on the dogs, but uh, not loving it, <laughs> especially after that. I mean, you know, it happens. The 21 nothing. It doesn't. It counts as, It just counts as one. Oh, absolutely. It counts absolutely. as one. Absolutely. I'm taking the Pirates yeah. on the reverse run line here. Getting at minus one and a half, you're getting plus two oh one. I think we could take it a little further out than this though. I really do. Um I think 
that they bounce back here. We they the Cubs have you look at this series, it's still two to one Pirates. And traditionally the Pirates mop the floor with the Cubs at Wrigley Field. So I'm not um I'm not sold here on the Cubs. They won one game. They scored 21 runs. Big deal. It's Justin Steele. He's not a minus 170 pitcher. Um, I don't care if he's playing against, you know, who he's playing against. You know, I love the Pirates here. I think the minus one and a half is definitely in play. And I think that, I think you, I think we could strongly consider two and a half. Um, Let's see what kind of payout we can get on that. So it's, Plus two ninety six on the two and a half, and then if you can get, go to three and a half, which I really believe is in play here too, plus four eighteen, and then for people like me that have an issue, um, minus four and a half at plus six oh five, payback time for the Pirates. I mean, a six one game, you cash that thing, six to one on your money. What like the Cubs haven't lost by six runs, you know, in our lifetime or something? It happens all the time. Anyways, we'll lay at least the one and a half though with the Pirates We're getting two to one in our money. I see you, Mills. I see you. All right, so Mills, we're gonna bring Mills on as well, and uh, let's see what we got. You got Mills Young with us. Mills, how you doing? Man, how's everybody doing out there on this uh, Sunday blessed day? We're doing well. We're just try- We're just um, going through the baseball card. We did the NBA, so I know you'll have something to say about that. And then last night we had a UFC card. Uh, you want to give everybody a quick recap of uh, what we saw? And I know you in your premium picks on UFC um, swept the board there. Yeah, man. Last night, man, we we, we came out the gate uh, smoking. Uh, Brad Francis as well. Uh, my both my premium picks hit. I had an underdog on there that I loved. That everybody was on the opposite side. That's one of those when you know when you hear everybody on the opposite side, you know you just love your bet even more. You know, and uh, I, I don't blame them. They were on Clay Greta, a veteran in the game with over fifty eight fights in the UFC. But he ain't it, man. So I had Claudio Polaris on there at a plus money. Gave him out a little bit earlier on in the week. Then he changed out to be a favorite. Then I had another uh, straight money line play at a minus 110 that closed out in one in the first round. Uh, Our lottery pick that we gave out on the show, Cash. Our best pick, Cash. Our best dog, Cash. I mean, hey, man, appreciate everybody who got your packages and your picks because, hey, here are pick dogs. All we did was cash yesterday. Yeah, like I said at the beginning of the show, I think almost our entire, almost every capper on the site turned a profit yesterday if you looked at all their picks. So that's the first time you ever really met Brad, right? Is recently your last couple of shows that you've done with him, right? You didn't know him prior to that. So he's not here. So you could pretty much say whatever you want about him. We won't tell him. So, um, you know. How's that going so far, like working with Brad? I'll be honest, man. I was, I was a little bit, you know, um, tra- I was a little bit hesitant the first time on air because I'm like, all right, you know, we never been on air together, let alone even conversated too much. I'll be honest, it went perfect. The, man, the first time we was on air, it seemed like we had chemistry. It seemed like we knew each other already. So um, I'm loving it, man. We got, we got, I think, three episodes in right now, and it's just going to keep rolling right now. So uh, keep tuning in every single Wednesday, 7 p.m. Eastern here. We're only doing a 30-minute show on here. Uh, you're probably going to be able to check it on the archives 
or the library on the pig dogs. But I'll be honest, man, right now, me and Brad Francis, we're going to be building a community here at pig dogs for the MMA people out there. So come on over. I get a lot of emails. I get a lot of Twitter messages. I get a lot of stuff about MMA and how we haven't really covered much of it. But I have to say that I knew when I put Mills and Brad together that it would be a good beginning of our MMA coverage because I Brad has done stuff with us in the past. And of course, Mills' stuff is out there. And we'll get back to the to the MMA. We'll also get some M, some NBA from you in just a little bit. But let's finish out this baseball card um, where we kind of were midstream with, with the guys here battling our way through it. Critis- and I've been pretty critical on a lot of players today. I'll admit it. I kind of, you know, I'm sick of well, these guys I, already. I, I- I know you've been hot on my boy uh, Garrett Cole out here, and I mean, mm-hmm. and it gives you, you have the right to, you know, you have the right to, especially with the ERA that he got. But today's turning it around, man. We we need this win, man. We need him to come out there and go a solid six innings, get that spider tack from the back of your hair, you know, act like you're rubbing it in. Do something, man, because uh, we need Garrett Cole to show up in today, man. We can't, oh, we can't take that. This is an embarrassment to the entire organization, just the to- Sure, textbook example of, you know, uh, how to waste $36 million a year. I mean, he's been absolutely terrible. It's like, I think you make $36 bucks, you got to do better than that. And that's just, you know, I, I understand that, oh, it's the going rate, it's all that other stuff. Well, the money still is paid by us, you know, and it's like, I want to see more than that. You know, I just need, to, I need to see more. It's kind of like Bryce Harper, you know. I, I expect to win some games at some point. Well, anyways, where were we here on this, Brian? Did we? Did everyone get their chance to say? I was, I was just applauding the Pirates, right? Is where I was, and um, I'm so I'm on the Pirates on the reverse run line. Did we do the A's yet? So we're on. Or, I don't think we did the A's. All right, so we're on Angels, Orioles, A's, Rangers, and the Diamondbacks and the Mets, Brian. Um, Orioles, your team, straight money. Um, the last two days, just taking it to to the angels chris ellis is not bad he's not bad here at all man but suarez is pitched pretty decently here for the angels so far i know jovan not a big suarez guy but um what do you what do you think here brian in this one in these three cole Irvin and spencer howard a guy that you know uh well from philly and um you know madison bumgarner Spencer Howard stinks. Uh, I'm going to take the Oakland A's with Cole Irvin on the mound. Seems almost too good to be true, but I'll take a crack here with Oakland A's. I'll take the Baltimore Orioles plus the one and a half. I'm not uh, ballsy enough just to take them on the money line today. I think it's a one-run game either way. Ellis hasn't looked bad at all. And then the Diamondbacks and the Mets. McGill's been lights out, but Bumgarner hasn't been bad either. I'll take the Diamondbacks plus the one and a half. So Diamondbacks one and a half, Orioles one and a half, Oakland A's money line. Um, Al Ninos. Uh, I like days a lot. Yeah, uh, that's my favorite one there. And I still have to stick with the uh, Mets minus one. How about you, Joe? Much better lineup. Sorry. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. So you know, I'm I'm not I'm not shy about um. You know, fading Suarez or back in the Baltimore Orioles in this one. So I'll 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 take um the Orioles on the money line with this one, you know, and um I'll take the under 
on the Mets Arizona um, game. You know, these two pitches come out, you know, come out the um gate hot, and I think they keep it rolling. Eight and a half, well, eight and a half in Arizona, eh, but they're playing in the dome, so whatever. I'll I'll take a um I'll take a flyer on the under in that game. Knows anything on these three? Yeah, I'm looking at that Baltimore game right there. I would be leaning that way. They're four and five. They actually won four of the last games out of the last five. A little bit surprising when you talk about that team. When you look at the Angels, man, Angels ain't in the outfield, so ain't nobody saving them. So, you know, Rocky Suarez, uh, I want to say, is on the mound. Not too uh, high on that guy. So uh, I'm, I'm really looking to fade the Angels right now until they turn it around and show me that they can really just put up some wins. Um, the next game on the mound, uh, that A's and the Rangers, shit, I remember the Rangers beat up them, I think, like two days ago. So I definitely look for a revenge spot with uh, Carl Irvin on the mound. Maybe look for a K-prop in there. Talking about that Mets game, the thing I like in there, Tyler Miguel over his K-prop, that's something I'll be looking for in that Mets and uh, Diamondbacks game as well. I like... um... I'm, I like the A's here, too. I think, you know, Spencer Howard, it's terrible. I don't understand how the total is dropping. The wind must really be blowing in there in uh, in Oakland because Cole Irvin, I mean, this guy used to be in the Phillies bullpen. They don't give that to everybody. It looks like it's blowing out to right, actually, at eight miles an hour. But I don't see it, you know. I see the over there. I see Spencer Howard giving up four home runs in three innings and is only outing this season, and that is typical Spencer Howard numbers which i'm surprised by that brian doesn't really like him a lot normally those are his guys um you know but i i also like the over in this diamondbacks mets game tyler mcgill is another whole guy who gives up a lot of home runs i mean bombs too not he doesn't give up like the little you know oh is it gonna make it over the wall type home runs he gives up the long like the red sox used to have a guy named bruce hurst a lefty gave up like these monster home runs. Like he would, he would give up two, three runs a game, but two of them would be like moon blast solo shots. And that's what Miguel gives up. Those same type of really long home runs. Baumgartner is kind of a tough luck pitcher. It's like, even when he pitches well, his bullpen seems to let him down these days. So I don't know. I just like the over in that game. And uh, I'll just fade the Mets just because I think minus 170 on Tyler Miguel on the road is just insanity. Let me ask you something, Mitch, on that game. Since you say Tyler McGill gives up a lot of jacks and everything like that, what would be one player on the Diamondbacks that you think might be able to hit a home run today? Well, I picked Peralta yesterday, and I don't even think he played. So let me see who we can get here. But um, let's see. Let's look at the uh, – go to the prop tools right here on uh, sportschatplace.com. Head on over to players. Click on MLB. You look at the player list. I will uh, go right to it. I'll do it with you guys. And I would even love to know what uh, Jose Ramirez does with Garrett Cole. You know, just um, he's been smacking, it seems like, over there for the Cleveland Guardians. And, you know, Garrett Cole is always uh, liable to give up a run or two in the early innings, you know, the first three innings last time. Man, I think he set a world record. I think he threw like 46 pitches in the second inning. It was bad. Well, let's look at David Peralta again here. Let's see what his uh... Ramirez is four of twelve with two home runs against Cole. That's a pretty good number. That might be. That might be a look right there. Peralta plus six hundred. See, he has not hit a home run. 
in his last five, though. So, I'm not sure. Let's see Varsho. It's early in the season to get, like, the body of work of a lot of these players. I think maybe Peralta's do. I don't know. Hey, you guys see out there for the people in the chat, man, you see how easy it is right there? You know, you guys see a stat or something you want to research? Easy as that. You just pull it up on the screen right there at Pick Dogs, the sports chat. And gives you all the stats that she needs to get you some cash. Dalton Varsho right here, plus 350. He's hit 40% of his last games. He's hit home runs. So we'll take a shot. Forty percent plays three and a half to one. Yeah, that's that's actually not bad. Pot odds there on that thing. We got the Padres looking to make it two in a row here against the Dodgers. Level out the series, facing Clayton Kershaw, who is in vintage Kershaw, Kershaw regular season form. Al Nino's not wearing his Kershaw shirt on Kershaw Day. So. Bittler might he might have, Bittler might have stole it from you. Got uh, Robbie yeah, think my, Robbie my Ray against uh, Carlos Hernandez here in the Seattle Kansas City game, and I think the the odds that we're seeing here is more of a Seattle versus Kansas City thing than than I think Robbie Ray against Carlos Hernandez because to me Robbie Ray's not a minus one eighty five guy in my book. And then the nightcap, <laughs> Aaron Nola's minus one seventy against the Brewer. <laughs> Uh, yes, <laughs> Brian. <laughs> yeah, that group in the games here. Uh, I don't think Robbie Ray's a minus one eighty five pitcher. I, How about Aaron Nola minus one seventy? I'll get to that one. Uh, Hernandez though is a bum, but I, I think the Royals can keep this game within a, a run. Just a lean, slight lean. I'm gonna take the Kansas City Royals plus the one and a half. Uh, and then in the Milwaukee Brewers Phillies game, I think you got to ride with the Milwaukee Brewers on the money line. It's just uh, yesterday they cashed for us in a value spot against uh, uh, the Phillies. I think there's another value spot here. The Phillies and Brewers should be a close game, but I think with Lauer on the mound, I think he's pitching better than Nola, and you're getting plus money. Brewers lineup's hitting better. I'll take the Brewers on the money line. I think it's, it's qual- uh, probably the best free pick of the day. Mills. I'm gonna be looking at that. Uh, I'm gonna be looking at that Padres game. Sean Manea over K Prop, and now I'm also gonna be looking at the under under seven in that game right there. Uh, Kershaw, I mean, he's been coming out hot right now. Uh, I think he has a uh, under two point six ERA. If I'm actually not, let me give you that guys the correct numbers. Uh, now he has a three point ERA on the season right now. So uh, I'm definitely gonna be looking at the under in that game. Brewers and Phillies. I'm not trusting the Phillies at all, so I'm probably just going to stay off that game. So I'm going to just be going on the under for the Dodgers game and the Charmonet uh, over K-Prop. Al Ninos. Oh, Jovan, who do you like? Al, we can, you got that, that noise, man. You got to mute yourself. <laughs> yeah, I'm on the Mariners run line. You know, yeah, Robbie Bay hasn't, um, you know, come out the gate and all that, all that hot, but... Facing Carlos Hernandez, Carlos Hernandez not doing too well, and you gotta look at it from this standpoint. The Mariners, they're ten and five this season on the run line, five and six 
uh, I mean, five and one in their last six, and all those wins have been by margin. So I'm on I'm on the Mariners in the, on the run line, and uh, I was looking at that Milwaukee Brewers um, game. I was gonna um, put it out as a premium, so I held back with it. But I'll 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 I'll, I'll take a shot with them on the money line with Eric Lauer on the mound. Aaron Nola, he's not one of my favorite guys. You know, sometimes you could back him, sometimes you can't. But it's been, you know, throughout the last couple of years, it's been more fading him than backing him. So I'll, I'll fade him in this one. Al Ninos. Yeah, sorry about that song, Mitch. We'll have to figure out what the hell's going on with that. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I have to agree with... Uh, I kind of like the under in the Dodgers game, uh, but I definitely like the uh, Brewers a lot better. Definitely has to be, as uh, Brian said, one of the best free plays today. A lot of value there. Everyone knows Nola pitches. I take reverse run line on the other team every time, and I'm not going to change this time. I'm taking the reverse run line. I'm also taking the Brewers' first five, first inning, first everything. I like the Brewers all the way in this one. First five over for the Brewers. Um, everything just unload here against Nola. Um, generally, he implodes around the fourth inning. So if it doesn't happen for us in the first inning, we know that the fourth inning, it, it, it is going to go. Around the sixth, he implodes. Well, it, it, I've seen it in the fourth as well. Um, you know, it, it's going to happen. It's not if. It's not if. It's when. And um, you know, I think here the minus one and a half at plus two twenty one is in my wheelhouse for the Brewers. But I think you could probably go to the two and a half um, in this one as well at three twenty seven. So um, if you're conservative, just lay the run and a half with the Brewers at plus two twenty one. If you if you feel like ending the night in style and maybe have a little something extra to put on that Pelicans uh, money line against the Suns, then you can you know parlay it up the minus two and a half with the Pelicans minus two and a half also and like kind of do something like that. You know. So you're on the Brewers and the Pelicans today, heavy today. I see, huh? Well, I'm not. Well, just I mean, the, I'm always against Nola. There's certain guys I just bet against every time. It's like. The beauty of this one is you get a bet against Bryce Harper and Nola at the same time, you know. <laughs> I, think. I think Bryce Harper is the most overblown, overrated player. I mean, with two MVPs, in history, he could be. In history. In the history of the game. I think last year he finally had a good enough year to find to, to maybe – make me pay attention to him a little bit, but I'm with you on the overhype thing. But I think last year, though, he actually did have a decent year. Decent year. He won the MVP. Yeah, that's, yeah. I mean, he won the MVP. His team didn't even make the playoffs. His, when he was on the Nationals, they got rid of him. They won the World Series the next year. The year after. Right. It's like, (laughs) it's terrible, man. He does not make his team better. He does not make everybody else better. He hits he hits garbage stats at garbage times. The same thing when Chris Bryant won the MVP for the Cubs. The exact same thing. They're the exact player, you know. Mm-hmm. It's like down by one, guy on second, two outs, bottom of the ninth. He's not the guy you want up. He's not going to deliver for you. Not going to happen. He's going to... Maybe a deep fly ball, you know, out. 
That's the best you're gonna get from him. He's a drama queen too, man. How do they feel about him out there in Philadelphia, Brian? Uh, how do no, they feel we, about? Him? No, we love Bryce Harper out here. He's That's a part of. Sure. Well, they're used to losing, so it's like it's not a big deal, you know, to them. They expect to lose. They got Jalen Hurts as their starting quarterback of their football I think Jalen Hurts is better than uh, what the Miami Dolphins have a quarterback. But he's better than Tua. I think he's better than Tua. Tua beat him out at Alabama in head-to-head competition. Um, anyways. Um, he got lucky. He got lucky. They took him out. He hadn't played all season. In the most crucial time of the biggest game, they pulled Hurts out, put Tua in. That's, that's what happened. The second half of the national championship game, the guy hadn't played all season. They they took out Hurts and put two in. That's what happened. And won the game. We'll see how Tua does with the with a full slate of healthy wide receivers, not with Devonta Parker. He's he's gone to sit on the Patriots injured list this season. It's like they have a The trainer's already got a Patriots boot for him. Anyways. Mills, you missed our NBA segment. Do you have anything to say about today's NBA action? I know you're a big NBA guy. Yeah, man. uh, I'm actually a little bit on the opposite side on that uh, Pelicans game. Um, I'm going to be looking at the Phoenix Suns in that game. I actually think they should be able to cover the spread. Spread is only like uh, minus one and a half, minus two right now. Uh, When it comes down to it, they're just a better defensive team, better overall team. You're not going to get a money line price like this either. If you guys want to play a money line, this might be the game right now. You got the number one team playing the number ninth seed. Next next round, next division, mm -mm -mm, it's going to be a lot tougher. So if you guys are trying to play the those money line uh, straight straight plays, that might be a play that you might want to attack right there. I mean, it's minus 140, but I actually think they're going to cover. So, you know, I would take a minus two, a prop that I really like. I'm going to be going on over to the East Coast. Uh, I'm going to be going to the Milwaukee Bucks for Chicago Bulls. Giannis over 13 and a half rebounds right now. Uh, it's at plus money on your books around there. Shop around for the best line. That's something that I really like a lot. And then last but not least, how can I not be? CJ McCollum over four and a half rebounds. Um, the last three times I played that prop, it's been on top. So appreciate everybody out there buying the packages and you get that player prop that's included with it because we've been cashing on CJ McCollum. All right, um, what do you, what do you have for sale today? I got two plays up there. So I got one in the NBA and I got one in the baseball. Uh, the baseball play that I got is going to be kicking off at 2 p.m. Uh, Pacific time. Then I got one play in the association is going to be kicking off at 6.30 p.m. It's not the one that I just talked about. So, hey, you know, you definitely want to get on with it. I got two plays up there. You can take my three-day pass as well. Or else you can even give me long-term and get the seven-day weekly pass as well. So you like CJ, but you don't like the... Pelicans. Yes, correct. Mm -hmm. So CJ over or um, under 25 and a half points has come in 60% of the time. The rebounds, the over four and a half rebounds has come in over 60%. uh, It's come in 60% of the time, but it's minus 159 on that. The over on assists, um, 80% of the time, but minus 134 on that. Three pointers over two and a half for CJ. But minus one, minus one fifty nine though. Yeah, that's that's a hefty price on that. And then um, points, rebounds, and assists. It's been under um, 
this is this could be the value play here. Under 36 and a half, it's hit 60% of the time. Yeah. I love these betting tools that spit out all this information. You can look at like you can look at those odds. These aren't actually like for me, most of these are just these are there's better ones out here. There's better out here. The, actually the rebounds, the under four and a half hits 70% of the time and you're getting plus 125 on your money on CJ. I like that. 70% of the time in the last 10 games and you're getting plus 125. That's like the Harden rebound prop yesterday. It's exactly the same one, except you're getting a better payout. I don't know. I love the props. I love the prop tool. I never was a prop guy because I'm not really a fantasy guy. But now with the yeah. player props, with the tools, they make it easy. Yeah, see, so one thing about the player prop market, uh, I've been doing it now for like two years. Um, the books are barely catching on to it right now with the actual uh, points where they're supposed to be at and stuff. Uh, so you guys definitely want to get on top of it right now because the books are still adjusting to it. So you guys could definitely get some good numbers out there. So when we look at the tools, right, and we look at um, some of these player props, I'm showing like a like I said it at 80% on here and I can see a bunch of player props in the last five games that have hit a hundred percent. And then when I'm looking at these 80 percenters, I mean, they just run off the page. How many of these 80 and 90 percenters in the last 10 games. So green on Denver under, um, under and three pointers, but some, so those at the bottom aren't as high payers, but some of these are like super value. So Zach Levine, three pointers under two and a half plus one oh five. It's hit eighty percent of the time. You're getting better than even money on that, even though it hits eighty percent. That is a good bet. I mean, you know, not all these are going to hit, but it's like at least you start off on the right side of it. Highland for Denver over two and a half assists in the uh, Denver Golden State game. Eighty percent of the time, he has more than two and a half assists and you're getting plus 105 on that on an 80 percent bet that's really good that's really good chris paul here's yours uh al ninos under under one and a half three pointers for chris paul plus 110 that's your yeah uh, not too bad the only concern for me there is that uh booker's not on the court so he might attempt a few more but uh yeah i don't mind it so here's here's the the here's the hundred percenter. Ten out of the last ten games, pool points, rebounds, and assists over thirty and a half is hit a hundred percent of the time. The last ten games, only minus one thirteen at Bet Rivers. That's that's really good odds on a bet. That's something to like clip right there, post it and tweet it a hundred percent right there. That's ooh, that's that's a nice one. I put these in the newsletter. No one even paid attention. I, I put that James Harden one in the newsletter yesterday. Not one no no one even emailed me back and said, Yeah, we nailed that one. Not one person. And I mean sixty thousand people read it. <laughs> it's like right. Unbelievable. Crazy. Yeah. Crazy, man. We give out free money, free picks, and, you know, they don't want to hear that shit. Yeah, here's Zach, here's Zach Levine, you know, the under two and a half on the three-pointers. Al Ninos, it's whatever you're doing right now. That's what's making that noise. That wasn't me. I was muted there. No, it was definitely you. I just unmuted myself to say this. All right. Unbelievable. All right. Yeah. Not sure what it is then. Anyway, Zach Levine, 
under three, under two and a half three pointers plus one hundred five. It hits eighty percent of the time. I don't know, just me. Yeah, there's some really good ones here. Joke the Joker over fifty two and a half points, rebounds, and assists hits eighty percent of the time, and it's about even money. I mean, the betting tools just kind of show you. They just hop. Do you use the betting tools on your props, Mills? You, I mean, you've been doing it for I, I look at them to cross-reference just to see exactly what the percentages are that they have them at. You know, so I do. All right. Well, we have player prop parlays as well now on our parlay builder. So another feature that we added. So I'll be doing a player. I'm going to be doing a, a prop show as well as a um, – as well as a betting tool show. I got to do these every day and start getting it because I think the betting tools, as we're building them out, they are getting a little bit more complicated, but that's a good, in a good way because it's not complicated in that they're difficult to use. It's just complicated because there's so much information there. And I think if we can get our arms around it, it's, it's going to get people on a lot more winners just to show them where to find this value on the betting tools. So we'll do a betting tool show. I was doing it every day. It's just, Finding the time in the schedule of the shows is really the hard part of that. And then um, the betting tool show and then just a, a, a prop show is something I really want to do. And that I could have different guests every day on. I know Romanelli wants to do it, but we're thinking about doing that on a different platform, the prop shows. But we'll start them here on YouTube and then we'll probably move them. Prop dogs. Prop dogs. Good one. All right. Well, Anyone have any parlays or props that they want to give out on today's show as we wrap it up here? I, I got a parlay here. Take the Baltimore Orioles plus the one and a half, uh, the crappy Chicago White Sox on the money line, and mix them in with the Chicago Bulls plus the points. Your Chicago Bulls. Al Ninos, any props, parlays? Uh, let's go A's, White Sox, Cardinals. Hey. Yeah, Cardinals, more value, I guess. How about you, Jovan? Guardians, Orvios, Brewers. Oh, Brewers. All plus money. Mills? I usually don't do this, but hey, man, let's go ahead and bet on the two teams that I like today. Actually, my two teams, man. Take the Atlanta Braves money line. Take the New York Yankees money line. Parlay on both. That's plus 166 on your books out there. Two-team parlay. Bryant? Already went. All right, so it's me? All right, I just used the best parlay tool is all I did, and this is what came up as the default, and I'll show you guys what it is. It is Brad Marchand to score the first goal at plus 850 with Charlie Blackman to hit a home run at plus 575. Wander Franco to hit a home run at plus 480. He had two of, he's had two of them the other night. And then Draymond Green to record a double-double. That's plus 350. $10 pays $16,736.63. So I would say it's worth the 10 bucks um, if you hit. You know, definitely, I would say if you're going to bet that bet right there, the one that I gave out, you're going to want to use a, 
a regular book and onshore one of the books that we have recommended here like or bet rivers where we put the odds from we're going to also be adding DraftKings this week as to our odds on the props and everything um and it's also going to have a lot That's more nice. props. it's also going to have a yeah. lot more prop bets because of DraftKings has a lot more different props we're going to continue to add add books with the props DraftKings and FanDuel will be after that and this way we'll have even more props available for everybody but if you're going to bet a bet like this, and I can tell you from experience, make sure it's with one of these U.S. facing books because those other guys, they may or may not pay you. You know, it's like I've hit bets like this before, and um, I got to tell you, the payout system, not always the best. But if you're with a U.S. book, they will pay you. You will get paid. You think you'll get any uh, thank you emails if anyone hits that parlay? <laughs> <laughs> nope. Nope. Only only if it loses, that that's the only way you get any response. You, no one ever says on on a good winner unless it's like the only well something like this you might, but it's normally on um, if you lose. Like, and it's it's like so Ruffalo I think had the Pirates yesterday in his video, so it's like they lost twenty one nothing. So it's like he'll get hammered on that. But meanwhile, you know, I gave out the Orioles on the premium YouTube the last two days. No one said a word. That's usually how it goes, you know. Usually how it goes. Sounds about right. Yeah. Anyways, this is a good long show today. We covered a lot of ground. Thanks, everyone, for joining us. Mills, what's the next MMA card you got coming up? Next MMA card is going to be coming out next week. It's going to be Rob Font versus Cheeto Vera. He got 14 uh, fights going to be on that card. So you guys definitely want to uh, pay attention and tune in to the show on Wednesday. That card is going to be kicking off a little bit early next week on Saturday as well. So it's going to be kicking off around 2 p.m. Pacific time. So early card next week. Why is that? Where is the where's the where it's at? Uh, this one's actually in the apex. Um, so usually when they do stuff like that, it has to do something with like ESPN's um channel and program. So maybe uh, something's going on on that Saturday. Probably a uh, basketball and stuff like that. All right. Well, thanks everyone for joining us. We appreciate each and every one of you making a winning day. And like I said, you know we give out free tons of free picks every day. Um, we do it. You know here in our live shows, YouTube. We all do. You know, YouTube here, we all, um, so we do it here on, you know, across social media and live. YouTube, pickdogs.com, sportschatplace.com, the betting tools, tons and tons and tons of free picks every day. But, you know, when you give out that many free picks, definitely going to be some games that you like more than others. And to find out what those are, head on over to our website, pickdogs.com, click on that premium picks tab. Thanks, everyone, for joining us. Make it a winning day. We appreciate each and every one of you. I'm going to try like crazy to act more professional tomorrow.